I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can everybody say praise the Lord? Uh, to the sound men, thank you so much. I've been sick all week. And if you'll give me some trouble, please, and plenty of sound up here in the front, so I don't want to hurt anybody's ears, but thank you so much for helping me. Can everybody say praise the Lord? Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in church? Amen. Amen. Our world is going crazy, but the church is not going crazy. Amen. Oh, it's so great to be here with our wonderful pastor, Grant, and his dear wife, two of the most cherished people on planet Earth. Can you say amen? amen. Folks, you can't get anybody better, can't get anybody more sincere, more consecrated than brother and sister Grant. This, these people are so precious. The world's not even worthy of people like them. Can you say amen? Everybody say, I love you, Pastor. Come on. Everybody say, you're supercalifragilisticexpedalidocious. Amen. And we love you so much, so much, so much. Can't wait to eat. Amen. Hope you got a, a EMS to carry me out this evening because it's going to be great. Amen. I've been going through my dad's old briefcase. My dad pastored this church in 1938, lived out on Cedar Bio, several children and house burned down. A lot of history in the development of this congregation. I went through his briefcase this last week and I found an old uh, pledge list of uh, people giving to the building fund. And this had to be before this church was begun. This was in Pelly. Pelly before, uh, I guess, Pelly, Goose Creek, whatever, who was first, whichever one was first. But here's an old, uh, they gave $5, got people's names, they signed it. It's so cute. But then I got some old sermon notes, and it's got the Peace Tabernacle Letterhead, Lemuel Creel, Sunday School Superintendent, Chester Smith, Youth President, V.A. Gidrose, Pastor, some great history uh, sermons. And then I got a birthday calendar of 1956 from Peace Tabernacle. If you don't know when your birthday is, you can, uh, if you were born back before then, it'll be in there. Uh, anyway, I've got these real unique things. Then I brought a piece of history here this morning, and that is this Bible that was given to my father in 1943. It said, Dear Pastor, may this prove to be as great a blessing to you as you have been to us. We offer you this Bible as a token of our appreciation for your faithfulness to the church and your fine and long leadership as our pastor. May God ever bless you. The members and friends of Peace Tabernacle, October 13th, 1943. And before he died 33 years ago, he had it rebound. It's been in sacred trust by my brother who just passed away in August. And this was the only piece of material that I asked my father for in his will. I wanted his Bible. 
And if he preached nine general conventions in his ministry, this Bible has been in the pulpit of several major general conventions. And I'm not going to preach you a general conference sermon, but I'm going to do my best. Y'all okay? Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you thankful for history? This is not a fang-dangled church. This is a church of destiny, and your day has not come yet. Your greatest days are before you. Can you say amen? Everybody say, we've just begun. We've just begun. And I love all of you. I came home from the hospital in 1944. I was the first hospital-born baby my mother had. All the others were born with nursemaids, and I cost $44 in 1944. That was the total hospital and doctor bill. So you know how valuable I am. Amen. Amen. I'm glad my dear wife is with me this morning. We have been going through a little different situation, and uh, she's been taking care of me, and I am so thankful. We, I was supposed to be coming out of the hospital yesterday uh, from a major uh, surgery, uh, taking out my bladder, uh, but uh, the, uh, the doctor would not uh, approve my surgery. My cardiologist, who was my dad's cardiologist 33 years ago, and <clears throat> he wouldn't let me have the surgery, but it has been approved. And the 21st of May, I will have, uh, cancer, I will have uh, surgery on a cancerous tumor in my bladder. And I was supposed to go to the hospital uh, Monday morning uh, of this last week. But if I had gone, when I would have awakened out of surgery, I would have been coughing for three continuous days. The crud hit me Monday night. And I have coughed and suffered. And I'm glad I didn't have a surgery on top of coughing. I don't know what they would have done. I would have come out a nervous wreck and probably totally bald-headed. Amen. Because it would have, it have let loose. But that's a great miracle to me. That's a great miracle. Is that all right? Amen. This morning, I'd like to preach to you a few minutes. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I am, I am uh, as uh, positive as I've ever been for a sermon to preach to a congregation as I am to preach what I'm going to preach to you this morning. And we're going to read from uh, Luke 24, uh, 44 through 48. I'm not going to have you stand very long, but just uh, read with me these profound verses of Scripture. And this is right before Jesus Christ uh, lifted off and went to heaven. And he said that <clears throat> he opened their understanding and he uh, let them know that every prophecy, he had checked over 200 prophecies concerning his life, his birth, life, death on the cross, resurrection, all of that. He checked, I have fulfilled every prophecy that Moses gave, David gave, and the 17 prophets. And now, 
I want you to go. Repentance and remission of sins must be preached in my name. And by saying in Jesus' name, beginning at Jerusalem. Folks, Jerusalem has been an important city, is the most important city on planet Earth. Come on, everybody. And you're witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till ye be endued with power from on high. And then he led them out to, as far as the Bethany. He blessed them and ascended. Then in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you've, you've memorized that for years. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And then Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind that filled all the houses they were sitting. They appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. The issue was Holy Ghost. The focus was Holy Ghost. The commandment was Holy Ghost. The prophecy was Holy Ghost. You may be seated. In Zechariah 4 and 6, we put that scripture up. I'm going to preach to you this morning on the magnitude of Pentecost. That it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Now our God is not the author of confusion. Religion is a great confuser. I challenge you with this statement. I don't know of one religion in the world today that is actually helping the world. It is only dividing the world. You either be us or you're wrong. We're living in a world of division and confusion. Anybody say amen. This is the most confusing day of the history of the world. Division is everywhere. Divorce is rampant. Families are in jeopardy. But our God is not the author of confusion. And our God cannot work with confusion. God will never work in the middle of an argument. Only Jerry Springer wants to go to a family feud. We are not a Jerry Springer people. We want peace, harmony, love, unity, compassion, 
long-suffering, no gossip, no division. Boy, I am preaching this morning. I'm already feeling better. In my study of the Old Testament, I don't, I'm not trying to be critical, but there's a lot of the Old Testament that I cannot stand. I like the history. I like the prophecies. I like the statutes, the laws, the commands. But I don't like about the wars, nations hating nations. Cain killing Abel, Adam and Eve defying God, Lucifer defying the Almighty, dividing heaven, bringing confusion and chaos to heaven. I don't like to study about the Philistines and the, the Perizzites and the Amorites, the Midianites, the Sabians, the wars, the jealousies, the Absaloms. I don't like to study about the Joabs. I don't like to study about the traitors, nations hating nations, the kingdom being divided, the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. I don't like to read about the idolatry the idolatry. Everybody say idolatry. Who could ever imagine worshiping a golden calf and claiming it brought you out of Pharaoh's bondage and stripping off your clothes, three million people naked, worshiping a golden calf. Folks, that was not a very Holy Ghost-filled service. Aren't you all glad for Sears Roebuck and J.C. Penney's and Walmart, and the clothes that we wear, would this not be a confusing congregation if nobody had on clothes? But aren't you glad for God's order and dignity and respect? 4,000 years, everybody say 4,000 years of confusion, worshiping Moloch, worshiping Ashtaroth, the golden calves of Jeroboam. On and on, there were years, decades, centuries of confusion. In the middle of that, God tried to establish a core church that would produce a Messiah to save the world. He called Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Then came along Moses, the lawgiver, and gave the Ten Commandments. No nation or tribe anywhere in existence has ever survived without the Ten Commandments. It doesn't matter what country, you cannot survive without the Ten Commandments. And God established that. 
that was very important to God. But he never could rally the people to get behind the Ten Commandments. Like now, they want to take them out of the courtrooms, out of the schoolhouse, take the Bible out of any program, and let confusion reign. But where there's no God, there is no law. And America is built on laws. What we don't honor, we lose. And if we lose our Constitution, we will lose our country. And so God tolerated 4,000 years of confusion. Can you imagine God scratching his head? God probably was bald-headed. Because I'm telling you, 4,000 years, what can I do? What can I do? And he gave 2,713 commandments trying to bring civilization to order. But Israel would not obey those commands. They defied him. There's a prophetical portrait in the Bible by the prophet Hosea. And it was God telling him to go marry a harlot. And he married Gomer. And Gomer never would come home and stay home. And that is the prophetical portrait of God's experience with Israel. That she was not loyal. She was not faithful. She was not pure. She was not holy. God is holy. And God cannot coexist with rebellion. God cannot coexist with confusion. That's why I appeal to all children. Honor your mom and dad. Try to give them peace. Let them enjoy life too. They're not just trying to make you happy, give you an air-conditioned bedroom and plenty of food and plenty of clothes, but you need to try to make their life happy too. Don't start a fuss between mommy and daddy. Let mommy and daddy enjoy life. Y'all okay? Honor your mom and dad. You don't have to agree with them. Honor them. Obey them. And let your home be a home of peace and quiescence. Can everybody shout hallelujah? Can I get an amen out of mamas? Learn how to zip lip, boys. Learn how to zip lip. Learn how to get off the, of the uh, internet. And have some, you know, don't just bring your, your, your telephone to the, to the uh, table and and try to have, and not even commun communicate with your mom and dad. Go in your bedroom and lock up and stay there for days. And all you're doing is da 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 da. No, you got to have relationship. God's a God of relationship. Amen. And you got to have a relationship with your mommy and daddy. You got to talk to mommy and daddy. You got to help mommy do the dishes. You got to help daddy mow the yard. Come on. Come on. Y'all get some base, uh, base, uh, Say, uh, uh, speakers here this morning saying amen. Oh, that sounded great. 
God tolerated 4,000 years of confusion. And evidently God said to himself, I have racked my brain. I created the heavens and the earth, but I cannot create a relationship with people that are rebellious, people that are contentious, people that are argumentative, people that are bullheaded. Boy, I am doing so good. Where is all this coming from? I cannot coexist with stubbornness. And for 4,000 years, which represents 1,492,000 days, God tolerated confusion, war, rumors of wars, hatred, national rivalries, countries that couldn't stand one another, and idolatry. <clears throat> God must have. in a moment of solitude, said, okay, I am going to conceive in a woman and I'm going to be born, I'm going to come in flesh and I'm going to teach and I'm going to heal and I'm going to do miracles and I'm going to establish law and order. And I'm going to heal in person over a period of three years in a miraculous ministry. I'm going to heal three million people one-on-one, -on -one, face to face. Multitudes at one time. I will come upon in, in, in November, my grandson and I went to Israel and I stood there in that valley where by the Sea of Galilee, he fed them 5,000. He fed them a seafood platter. And here, he healed every one of them. And it intrigued the world. Through his miraculous ministry, he intrigued the world to follow him. Follow me. I'm going someplace. Follow me. Everybody say, follow me. He said, you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me. I'm going to go to a cross. And I'm going to let the world watch me die. People that are healed. People that I raised from the dead. People that I gave eyes that were blinded. Lame legs. I've been reading a couple of letters my little crippled sister who's raised in this church wrote to my mom and dad. And one letter she wrote way back in the 50s. Mom and dad, I can't tell you how tired I am of not being able to move, being helpless. And I'm dealing with hopelessness and depression beyond description. 
sitting in this wheelchair. I can't even scratch my head. I am so helpless. I can't feed myself. I'm helpless. And Jesus let the world follow him that he had healed and miraculously delivered and watch him die and also watch the universe die for three hours, the earth. The universe was in outer darkness, frozen, still in outer darkness. And then he came out of the grave and he resurrected the universe. He had already built a baptistry big enough to baptize planet earth when Noah was in the ark. It is said the earth, if it were a smooth ball, would have a mile and a half of water on it. But he destroyed planet earth and buried it in a watery grave and raised it back up. And then he's once again letting the earth go into and the universe into outer darkness. And then he turned the sun back on and said to his people, the promises of my father are about to come upon you. I have dealt with confusion. I have dealt with hatred and wars. But I want you to go tarry in the city of Jerusalem. In other words, of all of the governmental philosophies of the world, he could have offered as an answer to have peace on earth. Socialism, democracy, communism, any philosophy of great minds of men, he did not offer. But he did have the answer for the change that the world needs to live in peace. And he gave that answer. You go tarry in the city of Jerusalem until, until, everybody say until. That means however long it takes. Now folks, I can, I'm boring some of you and that's okay with me. If I can preach to one or two people that will believe what I'm preaching to you this morning, Baytown, Texas will never be the same. And it won't be because of socialism or democracy or communism or government or any other profession. The only answer to the world is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. In the Old Testament, he said, all day long, I ask you to come to me, and you would not. All day long, I had the answers to your life. 
Now let me pause here for just a moment. I'm reading a book by a revivalist named Ravenhill. First chapter. True revival is manifested through true change in our lives. If we come to church and we leave the same, we're not in revival. If we come and we've got feelings in our heart toward one another and we carry it home with us, no matter how much we shout and scream, we're not in revival. Revival is manifested in change. One million four hundred and ninety-two thousand days. God paced the floor. How, how long do I have to wait? They can't come up with the answers to their problems. Folks, did you know that Congress is filled with Yale University graduates, Harvard graduates, Stanford graduates, UCLA graduates? The brains of the world are in Congress. And they can't even balance a checkbook that most teenagers can do. All I know to do when I don't have enough money is tighten up. All they know to do is borrow more. And I'm not running down our government, but I'm telling you, Congress is the only asylum run by its own inmates. Smart people can't figure out their life. Brilliant people are getting divorces. Mega millionaires that are Hollywood stars cannot cope with one another. We're in a war, a world of war, and nobody's got the answer, but Jesus is the answer. Come on, are you going to rally with me this morning? God could have let the world go on another million, four hundred and ninety-two thousand days and kept the secret back. But God had a secret. Everybody say hallelujah. Here's the secret to change the world. Come on, everybody. Everybody say, Brother Gid Rose, you ain't that smart. I'm not that smart, but this book is. This book has a divine answer for every human problem. For every dispensation, here's the answer. For right now, this is the answer. And God has the answer. Can everybody say hallelujah? God said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I've told you, I told you, told you. So I'm going to tell you one more time. You go to the city of Jerusalem. And I'm going to send the promise of my father. I'm going to send my spirit. Joel prophesied it. The last days I'm going to pour out my spirit. Come on. 
Don't sit there and say, that can't be that important. Oh, yes, it is. You go tarry until you be endued with power from on high. And I'm going to give you power. Listen to me. I'm fixing to give you the key to success over every bad habit. Power through the Holy Ghost. Success over every bad attitude. Power through the Holy Ghost. Power over your fleshly lust through the Holy Ghost. Power over greed through the Holy Ghost. Power over pride through the Holy Ghost. Come on. He said, Simon Peter, I'm going to give you the keys. I've got the keys, but I'm going to give them to you. And on the day of Pentecost, Simon Peter used the keys for every one of us to walk in victory and deliverance and revival every day of our life. Go get in that room. And there was 500 people heard him say, go to Jerusalem and tarry until. And the only issue is Holy Ghost. That's the only subject that is the issue. Go in that room and you tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Now, if you go in that room, don't go in that room to settle issues. You leave every issue outside the door. Don't you say to him, I saw you spit on Jesus. That's not the issue. I saw you nail his hand to the cross. That's not the issue. You and I, we don't get along. Y'all look like you do, but that's not the issue. Husband and wife. Anybody here ever fussed with your husband or your wife? Jerry Ann, please raise your hand, darling. She's Cherokee Indian. I'm French. We have the French and Indian War. And we got married. We decided one time to get married right here in Bay Tennessee to Bow Junior High. I was sitting on the steps of the junior high school waiting on her high school bus to take her to Robert E. Lee. And she was a year older than me, and I was in ninth grade, and, and, and that's when I proposed to her. But I asked her on the steps of, that, of Cedarbow, I said, will you marry me? And, and she had only been in this church two months, and, and, and I, I, I mean, I moved in for the catch. I couldn't wait any longer. I was 15. I had to know, buddy. Are you going to marry me? And when she said she would. Do you think I wasn't very brilliant when I was young? 57 years. Huh? 
And we decided one time to get married, but 10,000 times to stay married. Come on, everybody. And God said, now, in, in, that, in that upper room or whatever, and, and we were in the building that said that was the upper room in November. I don't know if it really was, but anyway. You go in that room, you leave, everybody say every, come on, every national issue, every personal issue, every family issue, every financial issue, leave it outside. Because if there's one person in that room that's mad at another person, I'm not coming in. I've had one million 492,000 days of yak, 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 yak. Everybody say, no issue but Holy Ghost. The only thing you talk about is Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody say, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Did it work? Folks, they turned the world upside down. Communism won't work. Democracy won't work. Socialism won't work. Only Holy Ghost will work. It'll change your family. It'll change your life. It'll change your eternal destiny. Get everything off of your brain but Holy Ghost. Now, we come in here to have a duplication of the day of Pentecost. Every service, are y'all with me? Every service is to be a duplicate of the day of Pentecost. Recently, Jerry Ann and I went to Billy Graham's library, one of my heroes of my life. I'm not trying to be like John the Baptist, Jeremiah, my precious... Uh, Evangelist Billy Graham, I'm, not, I'm trying to duplicate Pentecost, not men, Pentecost. Jesus and Pentecost are the only two things I need to duplicate in my life. Can you say praise the Lord? Now, Jan, uh, it was January the 27th, I preached in Magnolia. And before I went to the pulpit, I went to the restroom and I hemorrhaged. Had no idea that I had a tumor in my bladder that was severe, that was aggressive, that was life-threatening if it stayed in my body. So I went to the doctor, and I have had one surgery. Now I'm scheduled for another. When the doctor told me, Dr. Raj, who is over the, he's over the, uh, surgeries that robotic at, at Methodist. And he said, sir, I've got to take out your bladder, your prostate, and your uh, lymph nodes. I said, doctor, what did I do? What have I eaten, doctor? What caused this, doctor? Do you smoke? Never smoked a cigarette in my life. 
Well, smoking is the number one reason that most people have bladder cancer. And he asked me other questions. He said, well, sir, let me explain to you that everything, every cell in your body has to duplicate. And every good cell has to duplicate a good cell. But if a cell does not duplicate, then it will turn bad and will begin duplicating a bad cell and more bad cells. And then you have a tumor. It has to duplicate. And so I thought about in the Old Testament the cancers that have destroyed the body of Christ, the Old Testament church. And they had to duplicate every year. Feast of Purim, Feast of Pentecost, Feast of Trumpets, the waving of the loaves of bread, the Jews and the Gentiles to someday be at peace. All of the Old Testament had to duplicate. But he said, you go to Jerusalem, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that good sail of the Holy Ghost began to duplicate good sails, and 120 got the Holy Ghost, and then 3,000 more duplicates. Come on. And folks, we're, trying, we're not trying to duplicate Pentecost. We're trying to duplicate the outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost. Every service has got to be a duplication of the day of Pentecost. Or we're just a dead religion fussing over religious issues. I preach, Jerry and I preach a lot in New York City, and I have a pastor friend named Victor Nyarko. Dr. Victor Nyarko. I dedicated his church in the Bronx eight years ago. He's an environmentalist, works for the state of New York. And I saw him back in October, and he said, I've written a book, and I want you to write the preface to the book. And I did. And a few days ago, he sent me the book. And the name of the book is Antidote. And the essence of the book is this. How the blood of the Lamb of God goes to work for the sins of humanity. And in the book, he goes over the history of medical science and that they have researched for years to come up with an anti-venom solution for the 138,000 people a year that are snake bitten and die. And he said for years they have used the blood of horses mixed with the blood of a serpent and put that into a, a human being in adequate time, and it can stop the blood from coagulating, and which shuts off the oxygen to the brain. 
And he said, now, through research, they have discovered that when they use the blood of a lamb, that it is the perfect combination to stop death in a person that's been bitten, bitten by a viper. His book is called Antidote. And that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sins. Everybody say praise the Lord. So now I take the antidote when I'm praying and I put it over my bladder because at Calvary, in Pilate's judgment hall, he manufactured a cure for the tumor that's in my body and by faith. By faith. Everybody say, by faith. I put the antidote on my need. Everybody say, hallelujah. Come on, church. We're not just sitting here as a religion. We're sitting here as an antidote for the whole world. And if we get in one mind and one accord, like that prayer meeting Thursday night. Come on, everybody. We got to duplicate that. Everybody say we got to duplicate Thursday night prayer meeting. Revival. Revival. It's not by might. It's not by philosophy. It's not by government. Nothing's going to change the world but a church filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody stand up with me? Do you believe what I preached to you this morning? Come on, folks. We've got to duplicate Pentecost. No gossip, no division. No issue, but Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody help me. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Come on, scream it. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Why are we in here? Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Why are we singing? Holy Ghost. Why are we preaching? Holy Ghost. Why are we praying? Holy Ghost. The only issue is Holy Ghost. And I get some people to come and stand with me that believe what I just preached to you this morning. Peace Tabernacle is a Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost church. Come on, what do we want? Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. They that are led by the Spirit of God shall be called the sons of God. We've got our mind off of the issues of the world. We don't care what the world does. We're just in here for Holy Ghost. What will turn the world upside down? Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Government won't do it, folks. Democrats, Republicans can't do it. It's going to take Holy Ghost. 
Woo! Somebody help me preach. Somebody help me praise him right now, will you? We've got the antidote. Come on. What does my family need? You need a Holy Ghost counselor. Woo. Come on, lay your hand on one another and let's pray. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. One mind. One accord. Turn Baytown upside down. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. That's the only issue. That's the only issue. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Go Terry, go Terry. Stay there, stay there, stay there. Leave every issue out. Don't talk about anything but Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody receive the Holy Ghost. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your mind. It'll change the relationship with you and your children. Come on, come on. Anybody have cancer here this morning? Anybody have cancer here this morning? Anybody have a back problem? This book can't heal you, but the antidote is Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Come on, somebody be healed. Be healed, be healed. Be healed. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody shout it. Holy Ghost. I want you to raise your hands and begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, we've got to duplicate. Duplicate. They duplicated all the feasts of the Old Testament. We've got to duplicate. Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues. As the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. How long has it been since you spoke in other tongues? You got to duplicate speaking in tongues every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, speaking in tongues, duplicating the power of God flowing in your life. Duplicate. Come on, everybody, duplicate. 
Go ahead, speak in tongues. Duplicate it. Duplicate it. Power of God flowing. Go ahead, speak in tongues. When the day of Pentecost would fully come, one mind and one accord, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. Cloven tongues like as a fire. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. This is a Holy Ghost church. We duplicate Pentecost every time we come to church. We're duplicating the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. We're duplicating the day of Pentecost. Come on, let it speak. God's changing some things. I said God's changing some families right now. I want every husband to go stand by your wife. I want the children to stand by mommy and daddy. And we're going to pray for Holy Ghost revival in every family. They went from house to house. They had prayer meetings. Come on. Come on, we're going to have it. We're going to duplicate revival in every house. Good sales, good sales. We're not going to let cancer sales develop. Hallelujah. We're not going to let cancer sales develop. We're not going to let divorce. We're not going to let divorce develop. <laughs> I said we're not going to let divorce develop. We're not going to let drugs develop. We're not going to let bad habits develop. We're not going to let pornography develop. We're going to reproduce. We're going to duplicate. The power of Pentecost. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't leave here the same. Don't leave here the same. If you leave here, bad sales will develop. Unbelief will develop. <coughs> I said that's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. We're going to duplicate Holy Ghost in our family prayer, our family altar, our family Bible time. Hallelujah. We're going to duplicate Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, unity, love, respect, honor. Oh, God bless mom and dad. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You're the antidote for all the bad sales, dear Lord. All of the spirits, oh God, trying to destroy our family. Oh, the blood of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, we've got to duplicate. God does not is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of confusion. He can't work with confusion. One mind and one accord. One mind and one accord. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost, he created a New Testament. A New Testament. He made them new creatures, new creations in Jesus Christ. On the day of Pentecost, he gave them a new peace. He gave them a new position. He gave them a new relationship. And we're duplicating. We're duplicating. Can you raise your hands with me right now and say, Jesus, every time I come to church, I'm going to duplicate Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I'm going to speak in tongues every time I pray, Lord. I'm not going to let cancer, spiritual cancers take over my body. <laughs> I'm not going to let spiritual cancers take my body. Behold, the Lamb of God is the antidote. Revival is the antidote for America. Not a denomination, but a Holy Ghost revival. Holy Ghost revival. Only the Holy Ghost can turn the world upside down. Oh, my God, folks. I feel like there's a Holy Ghost prayer meeting starting right now. This church is going to have people come into this church praying. Praying on Monday. Praying on Tuesday. Praying on Wednesday. We're going to turn Baytown upside down. Not with a denomination, not with a religion, not with a philosophy, but not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost revival, Holy Ghost revival, Holy Ghost revival. Holy Ghost in our youth department. Holy Ghost in our Sunday school. Holy Ghost in our men's group. Holy Ghost in our church. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, oh, I feel it, I feel it. Come on, can you feel it? If you have not been changed by the Holy Ghost today, then bad sales have begun to duplicate in your spiritual life. You can't afford to let bad sales duplicate. You'll be eaten up and die. And everybody shout hallelujah. 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 Here lately the Lord woke me up twice and told me the same thing. He said, Ronnie, if you don't apply what I did for you on the cross personally to your life, I did it in vain. And folks, you've got to apply the blood of Jesus. Come on, let's do it right now. Apply it to your family right now. Come on, plead the blood, plead the blood. 
You got to, folks. You got to. Plead the blood. Come on. Apply the stripes that he bore. Personally, go ahead. I apply the stripe that you bore in Pilate's judgment hall for my tumor right now. Right now. Right now. Right now, I'm applying. Oh, I'd love to anoint everybody I could with oil this morning. If anybody wants to be anointed, if you want a fresh anointing, don't be in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. Oh. Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Manifest revival by changing me, Lord. Change my attitude, Lord. Get those four-letter words out of my vocabulary. Get my high temper out of my marriage and my family. I rebuke every high temper right now, Lord. I rebuke the spirit of pride right now, Lord. If anybody is financially struggling, I'll lay this book on, I'll lay the antidote on your pocketbook this morning. I'll anoint it with oil. And I tell you, the blood of Jesus can change your finances instantly. Our God is working to change our lives. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, revival, revival, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. What is the only issue? Come on, what is the only issue? Every time we come together... Holy Ghost, lead you and guide you into all truth. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Pastor, God bless. Pastor, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Brother Goodrose, would you would you let us pray for you? You're our elder, and we're just a humble group of people. But right down here at the front of this church, we have seen miracles of healing. This little girl right here, Barbie, her daddy came to church. The doctors told him he had so many tumors in his lungs he couldn't live. Give him 30 days, six months, three months. And the day finally came when he went back to the hospital. And they said, we don't know what's happened. But all your tumors are gone. Don't know where they went. You had them. Well, where did they go? We don't know where they went. We had a little new convert girl came in right here. Her daddy was in an industrial accident, was blinded. Led him in by the arm, had dark glasses on. We prayed for him. The next Wednesday night, after church, she came up to me, was saying something, and she's walking down the steps. She said, oh, by the way, God healed my dad. He went to work today. They told him, you'll never work. You'll never drive. And I said, well, couldn't you have thought to maybe mention that before church? We've seen miracle after miracle. And we're, we're, we're a humble bunch of people. But these are good people, praying people. They have a lot of faith. And I know you've been prayed for for everybody in the world. We're going to pray for you, too. Amen. I want some of our folks to gather in, our ministers, Sister Grant, Barbie, Kristen. We've seen the Lord do so many miraculous things. There's a family in church. And I mention this because it just happened. We prayed for their mother years ago, and she was dying. And God raised her up. And they just send word over here when one of them gets sick and says, hey, can you have the preacher go by? <laughs> Went by a few weeks ago and prayed for the daughter that's in a coma. Then we hear later on Facebook, and I'm not on Facebook, so somebody had to tell me, oh, she's doing fine. He's a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. And we want to pray for you. Let's pray together. Lord, I ask you to touch my friend. I ask you to touch my friend with a healing touch. In Jesus' name, we release our faith. We agree together, Lord. We agree for this healing. And you said if two or three agree, it shall be done. Touching anything. I see my hands as your hands. I release my faith, and I curse this tumor to die at the root and to dry up in Jesus' name and command it to be gone in the precious name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. name. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Aleluia, aleluia. Aleluia. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, Lord. In your name. In your name. <laughs> I love you, Baba. You are my friend. I thank you so much for praying for me. In Acts, the fifth chapter, and Nas and Sapphira had just been killed by the Holy Ghost. And great fear came on the church. But at Solomon's porch in that same chapter, they brought out all the couches and all the cots, and they laid all the sick in the streets, all the devil possessed. And the Bible says they were with one accord in Solomon's porch, and everybody was healed. The magnitude of being in one accord. Everybody is healed. That's the magnitude of Pentecost. It can literally, in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out of my spirit on all flesh. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. The latter rain shall be greater than the former. The glory of the latter house. Amen. It's such an honor to have Brother and Sister Gidrose with us. And uh, we love them. You love them. Lord, thank you. Thank you for putting these wonderful people in our lives. Thank you the wealth that we have in friends and friendship. Thank you for your sweet presence. Lord, you're the reason we all meet together. It's all about you. Draw us closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Shake hands and be friendly. Shake hands with brother and sister. Get rose. Buy some of these CDs.